Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we revisit all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezenek III. And I'm Meredith Brodbeck. And join us today as we delve deeper into the world of Saddle Ranch by discussing episode five, Rachel's Hair Trigger. Indeed. Indeed is right. Um, and before we do that, I have just a tiniest bit of house cleaning. Um, and uh, Heather, I'm so sorry. I'm just now seeing this and I will watch it later tonight. Heather messaged us on March 1st, so quite a while ago, um, saying for your viewing, viewing pleasure, I present the video version of the new season of Was It Real? The Hills, the Hills podcast, The Hills Rewatch Pod, the help of my words worked, um, now with Heidi. So on the YouTube channel for The Hills Rewatch Pod, um, Heidi is a guest. And Heather says, I'm watching what I just sent you and my mind is exploding over these reveals. Lauren is a great actress. I can't believe this shit. So I am very excited to watch. And thank you, Heather. I'll actually probably be doing that later this evening. Oh, that makes me intrigued. Yeah. I believe that because my my Hills rewatch on Hulu just sort of comes and goes sometimes. Like sometimes I'll just feel like watching an episode and then before you know it, you've watched five because they're like 18 minutes long. Um I believe that. And I'm still to this day, you know, analyzing it and trying to figure out where I think it went bust. And I'm going to call it pretty early, even though I think there were good episodes. As soon as Lauren becomes friends with Stephanie. Like once really? we get, a little bit, like once we get the siblings involved and then Holly comes to town and is like friends with Lauren, it's not great. Just putting that out there. All right. Um, and we, there has not been much news, new news in the scandal since we last discussed it. No. Um, I feel like the only big takeaways recently, um, I'm sure most of you have seen the video of Schwartz in the airport where some, it almost seems like a TMZ reporter. I don't know if it's a TMZ reporter or just a random person, um, asked him a bunch of questions about what's going on. Uh, I will say this, that he seemed shockingly like a normal person. Like Schwartz usually to me seems just like an out of it puppy dog who has no idea what's going on and that you couldn't have a normal conversation with. And in the airport, he was like clear headed and normal. And I was a little shocked. Interesting. Also, I did just see that Lala rented a one of those advertising trucks that has like that, like a panel truck that has the advertising on the, on the side to sell her um, Durrell sweatshirts on. No, I didn't, but I yeah. do love that video. Yeah. It makes and me I, laugh and, every time I watch it. And unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna any, gonna get anything good out of the podcast because at least any of the cast members because they've all um, they they can't say anything because of the filming. Like you know, anytime they're like, "Oh, we're filming, we can't, we're gonna get in trouble, we can't say anything more about this." So I don't think we'll find out any real good new juicy stuff until the reunion airs, or at least until the reunion tapes, which is in another like ten days, I believe. Yeah, but also I think the other news that is sort of coming out right is that. It seems as though the altercation between Sheena and Raquel is like alleged now. Like Raquel implied that she was hit, but then Sheena came out and said she never hit anyone. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, and Sheena hired a lawyer and is like clapping back big time. So maybe she didn't hit her at all. I'm kind of sad. I I, I do would have liked her to punch her in the face, but yeah. I'll take what I can get. I think the also bit of news that's worth noting, and I'm sure everybody who listens knows this, is that Raquel is also apparently very upset about the fact that she was recorded while they were FaceTiming. So she's sort of come out with a statement that she really needs to heal now 
in her relationship with Tom, even though she cares for him. So she's sort of saying that she was wronged in that by him. Well, originally she sent out the cease and desist to all of the cast members about the video and Tom wasn't included on it. And then recently he was added to that. So I think the narrative she's trying to put forth is that he recorded her without her knowing. Now, I do not have an iPhone. So do you, if you record someone on FaceTime, does it give the other person a heads up? I have no idea actually, because I never use FaceTime. Um, like I, I don't, I mean, I would have to do it through like Duo or whatever. I mean, I know now we're on Google Meetups and it sure enough says recording in the top left of the corner and it gave me an alert that that was happening. So I would be kind of surprised if um, FaceTime didn't do the same thing, but I don't know. I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question, but that does remind me of another fun little debate that I had with a friend since all this news broke. And, you know, some people will debate Bravo and like fight to the death. I'm not really one of those people. I'm, I can't stand anybody. I can't, I can't defend anybody, but I'm curious to just like bring up topics and see where they go. So my friend and I were talking about Raquel and my friend was saying how unintelligent she still thinks Raquel is. And I said, but isn't all of her calculation in this, doesn't that prove that she's not quite as unintelligent as we thought? Like, that was just my question. Yeah. And she was like, no, I think she's really, really dumb. And oh, I think I, she's fucking diabolical. I, I think she's calculated and not that dumb. Agreed. She, okay. um, because, well, first of all, you can't hide a seven-month affair from all of your friends if you're dumb. Yeah. That's what she would have yes. gotten caught. Like you have to be smart to be able to do that. And I, I think she's calculating and diabolical. I think all of the like, I'm Raquel, I'm the lost Bambi in the woods is an act. Yeah, I think she like smoked us all. Yeah, agreed. I okay. did the same thing. That's what I thought. And I was think, you know, I was like, but if she's that, you're telling me that she got into this relationship just like out of pure idiocy and like she didn't know what she was doing because i don't believe that at all no um, okay all right I was just curious i mean i do think she is someone i think in one of her statements she said something about being like not a love addict or whatever but i do think she is someone that needs to be wanted for validation and so yes. i guarantee you that sandoval is the one that initiated this and she just hopped on the validation train yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think, cause I, I think people are forgetting that in one of the earlier seasons, maybe even the first season she was on when she was being called dumb, even on the show, she came out and said that she has some learning disability where she has trouble communicating. Yeah. And so I think people are mistaking that for dumb when I think she's very smart and just maybe doesn't communicate so well. Yeah. I don't know that I would go as far to say very smart, but I don't. I, I think she got one past everybody. I don't think she's dumb at all. Well, and I should say very, like, I don't think she's very smart and, like, I got a perfect score on my SATs. I think she's very smart when it comes to manipulating and orchestrating people. Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought, too. And my, yeah. friend, kept, my friend kept saying, no, think about it. And I kept saying back, no, I, I am. Like, I, <laughs> I, I don't think she would have been able to spin this if she was as dumb as we thought in her very first season. But it was just, it was a very funny conversation. We couldn't figure out what each other was saying. So I was curious for your opinion. But um, that's, that's all I've got on on Vanderpump for now, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I haven't, I should have already listened to it. There's um, a podcast called, I think, The Bravo Docket. That's like a Bravo Law podcast that apparently came out yesterday or the day before that has a lot of good stuff detailing like 
the logistics of like Ariana and Tom's house and the loan to the business and Ooh. how on the hook she may or may not be. So I, I am going to listen to that later. Yeah, send that to me too. Um, I also saw this very funny thing a friend sent to me from Twitter. Did you see it was, it said, send this to every straight man you know, and it was treating the Scandaval like Sports Center. Oh no, that's really funny. <laughs> it had diagrams and like a whiteboard. It was, I'll send it to you. It was really good. Well, that it. was, I don't remember if I, did I, did I last week talk about the Friends parallel? Yes, I think you About did. how to describe it to people who, yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think that's all I've got. And I think we're ready for Saddle Well, Ranch. real quick too, I yeah. would like to say to all of our listeners, I may be the only one who feel the same way that I do about Jen Shaw. I highly recommend reading her diary entries on Instagram. They're very <laughs> touching. Um, her cellmate's name is Special K. And um, she has been helping her out and helping her to learn how to use her phone code so she can call Coach Shaw. Um, I still have to figure out, I am going to be writing to her. Um, she has taken full responsibility, by the way, for her crimes in her journal entries. Um, and I still have to figure out whether or not I'm allowed to send her stamps. I haven't been able to work that out yet. Because in some states, you can send stamps. Because like, I want her to be able to write back to me. But in other states, it's considered contraband. And I can't figure out if Texas is or not. Because I don't want to get her in trouble or me in trouble by sending her stamps. So I'll keep all of you posted. But Jen Shaw and I are going to be best friends by the time she gets out of jail. That's great. I like that yeah. for you. Super jazz for myself. What's that show that you like where people fall in love with people in jail? Oh, Love After Lockup. Yeah, it's like that, but for friendship. 100%, yes. <laughs> <laughs> friendship after lockup yes yes <laughs> I, okay I love, now I, that's perfect for you it's great now i'm ready we can get started okay so today's saddle tattle going in order is dave collins oh good um and i found a good amount about dave actually it wasn't wasn't too mad about it so dave was born february 20th 1987 in woodbury massachusetts Okay. And according to one website, he graduated from Woodbury High School as well. But in his Facebook profile, he says he's from Minnesota. Interesting. Well, maybe and, he was grew up in Minnesota and then moved to Woodbury in high school. But he was born in Massachusetts, apparently. So maybe I, his family does live in Minnesota now. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe that other website was also full of it. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, so anyway, he does have family in Minnesota. He travels back to see them a lot. He's very close with them. But before his Saddle Ranch days, Dave started as a model. And his very first modeling comp card was an agency in Minneapolis. So the Woodbury Mass thing must be somebody else. Yeah, that, yeah, that can't be right then. Yeah, anyway. So he apparently modeled for Abercrombie, which totally tracks. So perfect. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and so then he filmed Saddle Ranch, of course, and he had been going on auditions and things like that. And there's a TMZ article from December 2011. So right after Saddle Ranch probably finished filming or whatever. He was home in Minneapolis for Christmas. And I guess he was jumped and got oh. like the worst black eye I've like ever seen. And for some reason, it was reported by TMZ. It was this like... Was it was, While he was filming Saddle Ranch or after? It was just after, and it was like Bull Handler from Saddle Ranch given Black Eye. Like, that was a big item for TMZ. Oh, well, I mean, probably because of the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, also around the same time, he posts on his own Instagram and Facebook, not so much anymore, but for a while he went on a streak of posting like throwbacks. And one of his throwbacks was him at a VH1 party with Audrina. Oh, cool. I know I, I want to see them together. Me too. I want, I mean, he's not quite edgy enough for her, but I liked them together, you know, visually. Yeah. Yeah. They made a very attractive couple. Duh. Oh so, yeah. Audrina would have dated Rob. For sure. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Um, so Dave continued to do the acting thing and still does. So in 2014, he appeared on an episode of a show called The Cringe Chronicles, which I looked up and I guess it was, I think it was sort of like mortified in DC where it was, it's, you know, true testaments of your cringiest moments kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then in 2019, he posted on Instagram and announced his sobriety and he had been oh. sober for eight months at the time as of August, 2019. Which is <laughs> interesting because he's not like a big partier on this show, at least not so far. No, no. Um, but as I mentioned, he is very close with his family. He visits them a lot. They're in his social feeds a lot. He has a sister named Jacqueline. He still lives in Los Angeles and he's still working as an actor. I think he does some commercial work. He was also on a web series called Flax, okay. F-L-A-C-K-S. I haven't heard of it, but... I am shocked it's not F-L-A-X. I know. Um, and then... Like F-L-A-X-X. Yeah. And then in 2021, he was part of Netflix's Colin in Black and White. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and he was cast as Young Rick. That's what the credit says. Okay. Um, Hold on, I'm looking up Colin in black and white because I meant to earlier. Um, yeah, I thought so. So it's a story of Colin Kaepernick that they did um, on Netflix. And so you can see Dave as one of the characters there. And in 2022, he was in Hulu's The Valet, which I guess was a movie. The Valet. I feel like I maybe even saw that. Did he have like a super bit part? He was a fashion designer. I can show you the picture of what his character looked like, but I don't know what that is. The valet. Did I see this? Film? I think it was a comedy. Oh, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I almost did. It's the one with that, um, the stars that Latino actor who also did, he does, he's in the show Acapulco, I think. And he did the remake of um, Overboard. Oh, okay. Like that guy. Like he's been in a lot of stuff. So yeah, it was a Hulu movie. It's, it's got 75% of Rotten Tomatoes. So Oh yeah, I've seen that cover before. And Samara Weaving is in it. Um, um, he oh, and that's Green Film. He, he played a fashion designer in that. I'm assuming so, he did it for all of 30 seconds. Probably, yeah. But he's, yeah. I think he does a good amount of commercial work. Um, like print, like model work and like ad acting work um but he's still in la and you can find him his instagrams or his social media rather is a bit out of date he doesn't post as much as he once did um but his facebook is public and his instagram is also public at o dave collins and oh, okay. dave dave looks good with some age on him so please stand by i will send it to your way while we're doing well i'll just look him up is are you sending me for instagram o dave collins I'm well. I'm sending you what I thought was the best representation. Oh, okay. 
And I think he does some sort of like fitness modeling stuff now too. I thought he looked good. It hasn't come through yet. My phone's been being weird lately about stuff like that. Mine has too. Every time I open the camera, it goes to black. Not in the way oh. that you're <laughs> about to take a photo. No, mine cute, just right? what it has still hasn't come through. Um, when people like non when iPhone people send me attachments now, they take like for fucking ever to come through. It'll probably be 15 minutes, but I'll it'll it'll I'll see it when it comes through. Oh, great. Well, that's what Dave is up to. And I was happy for Dave that he's still pursuing the acting dream, you know? Yeah, me too. He's still going after it. So I liked that. I wonder if he's still waiting tables anywhere. It didn't look like it. I I think he's doing a lot of probably more modeling than acting from the look of him, um, at least what he was posting a couple of years ago. And he looks, I mean, when you think about it, there's a product and a YouTube channel and a this and a that for everything now. Yeah. So for a guy as good looking and as buff as Dave, he's he's got to be in advertisements on something. For sure. So, yeah. Um, all right. Are you ready for episode five? Um, Rachel's hair trigger. What a lovely Delvontante. Yes. So as we know from scenes from the next, we get a little preview for what's to come. And the famous hairstylist Kim Vo comes in to Saddle Ranch and Nancy is so excited. We realize that Rachel explodes when she drinks and we're about to get a front row seat to that. And there's a cop car. Yes. Yeah. And we start the episode off with a lovely Rachel and Rob rom-com montage. It really was a rom-com montage. A thousand percent. It's just various scenes of them like at the park and walking down the street and like just doing all these like lovey-dovey things. They like being around each other. They're getting to know each other more. Um, There's a lot of like rom-com flirty banter. You look good in everything you wear. You know, they just like each other more and more. It, like, they may as well have been skipping down Sunset. A hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Um, so what then, what I thought was interesting is that after the montage of, you know, Lovey Devi, we cut to Dave's apartment. And Nancy is giving her friend Melinda, who I guess also works at Saddle Ranch, a quick lunch break haircut in Dave's kitchen. Oh, I didn't think Melinda worked at Saddle Ranch. It said that she worked near Dave's apartment. Oh, okay. All right. I was very confused as to why this was occurring at Dave's apartment. Me too. Because quite frankly, I would never be like, hey, Meredith, like my friend works near your house. I'm going to come over to your house and cut her hair in your kitchen. Like it was just weird. It was weird. Um, But, you know, it set some things up nicely, I suppose. So Nancy, we learn, has been doing hair for six years and she really wants to be back in a salon as soon as possible. And they sort of talk about how they're trying to make it. And Dave says he hasn't had many auditions lately. And Nancy says, moving to LA is like having kids. You're never truly prepared. And I can't remember. Do we? Where is Nancy from? One of the Carolinas, I believe. Oh, okay. I thought All she right. said she was from a small town in North Carolina, but I may have gotten that messed up. That would track. I thought she said that about her grandmother. But when we do, when I do her saddle tattle, I can find out, hopefully. It just, it pertains to something I want to talk about with her later. Okay, wait, your picture finally came through. Oh, yeah. He's looking good. Yeah, he's cute, right? 
Yeah, he's looking good. I so he's got a bit of scruff now. The baby face is gone, and he just like he looks very handsome with a few with a decade on him. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, well, definitely scroll through his Instagram too because he's got some photos, um, and he makes fun of himself about how he doesn't like to take pictures with the shirt on, and uh-huh. some of them are oh my, oh my. So then we go to the ranch back at the ranch and Rob and Rachel are working together behind the bar. And Rob admits that it's sort of awkward, you know, working with the person you're dating behind the bar because it's, you know, close quarters and, you know, he doesn't feel like as comfortable, I guess, like talking to other female bartenders or customers because Rachel is right there and she's Rachel. (laughs) So we meet another bartender named Sarah and apparently she's been working on and off at Saddle Ranch as long as Rob and their friends. We learned that Rob is 32 and Sarah is 30. Not sure why that was super relevant at this moment in time. And Rachel is staring them down. <laughs> she does not like it. She admits in her confessional that she is full-blooded Italian and a woman. And she's very jealous. I mean, I am more than half Italian and I get a little jealous sometimes, but not in the, I mean, what at work, the fuck? I don't, I mean, I can understand if they were at a bar and there was some strange girl and Rob was like chatting her up. Then I find a little bit of jealousy, maybe a scotch justifiable, but he's working behind the bar with this woman in full view of Rachel a few scant feet. What does she think she's going to do? Like finger blaster in the ice bucket? Like, I don't like what, what does she think is happening here? He's going to bend her over the cotton candy machine. I guess I, I was like, what are you, this is insane. (laughs) It's also, yeah. And it's just, it's such a waste of her time. If you want to make him mad, go flirt with a customer. Like, I don't know. And Sarah is cute, but she's not as cute as Rachel. Just relax. But Rachel, I thought she was cuter than Rachel actually. Really? I, to me. Okay. I mean, I watched it like four days ago. It's possible I've forgotten her face, but. Well, it's just that I'm kind of over. Rachel's the look. The whole, like, yeah, the whole, like, That's padded, fair. emo, I'm a bitch attitude. Like, I don't know. I just, like, it makes her unattractive to me. So I felt like. That's fair. Fresh face Sarah with her lovely attitude just seemed a lot more. <laughs> That's fair. Pretty to me. That's fair. But if I had to, like, looking at Rob and then I'm looking at those two women, it feels like a no-brainer about which one is more Rob's speed. I guess that's more what I was... Well, true. Except that, and I think this may have been part of Rachel's jealousy, a lot of guys that look like that like very straight-laced looking women. Interesting. Like, (laughs) you see a lot of the, like... I mean, look at, like, the Maddens. Benji and Joel Madden, who are with Nicole Richie and Cameron Diaz, who could not be further from. And so I think it makes the emo girls who look like that, like Mm. extra bitter because the quote unquote straight lace guys don't want them. And even the guys in their own scene don't want them. So I think that may be where some of this weird jealousy shit from her is coming through. That's, That's very perceptive. I don't disagree with that. And it makes sense. So Rob pulls Rachel aside 
And she is, she's heated jealous. Like, she's not just kind of, like, even able to laugh at it jealous. No, this was not like an eye roll, like, ugh, what are you doing? This is like, I'm gonna burn this place to the ground! Yeah, and he pulls her aside and sort of tells her to relax, which is not, don't, don't say that to an angry woman. No. (laughs) Um, And she's mad, and she says, bitches are so conniving, and that's why she doesn't have girlfriends. First of all, the person you're mad at is Rob, not Sarah. Sarah asked him how old he was. That's not exactly do me. Okay? So let's be mad at Rob. Let's let's focus our attention here. And so all of a sudden, Rob and Rachel are talking, and he's trying to calm her down, and Noah appears, and Rob kind of wonders what Noah's doing there, and Noah says, I'm making sure nothing snaps. <laughs> well, and also, they were all smoking. They were yeah. outside yeah. And having delicious, delicious cigarettes. So... And then Noah explains, quote, Rachel's from Jersey. I'm from Chicago. Doesn't get more hardcore than that. Excuse me. It sure does. What? Parts of LA? All of New York City? Any other other places? Jersey, is that hardcore to you, Chicago? Um, I'm going to defend him on this one. We've all seen the Real Housewives of Jersey. Um, the Jersey Shore. Those motherfuckers love to fight. Love to fight. I'm actually more put off by the Chicago part than the Jersey part, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, I mean, I guess Southside Chicago. Maybe. I don't know. You know it was just kind of interesting. I, I think he's referring to, like, Southside Chicago, like, the tough, like, Chicago... Yes, like, I know. Who, is it Irish people in Chicago? Who's in Chicago? I can't remember. Um, I but I the Jersey thing I totally buy hundred percent. Just saying, doesn't get more hardcore than that. There are plenty of fucking hardcore people from hardcore neighborhoods all over the country. Noah, just shut up. Just say <laughs> she's from Jersey. I'm from Chicago. We get each other. Just say it that way. All right. Um. So Rob immediately starts. I appreciate that he's trying to calm Rachel down, but he's also trying to like smother her and it comes off a little mansplainy at times during this episode and he says you have to trust me you know and it's like okay you've been dating for like a minute maybe she doesn't trust you yet and that's okay you know you've had dinner together let's relax and the the calm down the relax you need to listen to me it's like well she's allowed to be mad if she wants i suppose i don't know there's something about the dynamic that as we see it's not great as it goes on (laughs) And she's a wild card, but I'm not going to pin it totally on her either. Um, so then Rachel says in her confessional, she says, if you love me at my good, you have to love me at my bad. And if you don't, you can't love me at all. Eek. I mean, eek, but I will give her credit for at least being like, I'm a fucking sociopath. And if you can't handle that, then we shouldn't be together. Yeah. It's at least self- she knows herself. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing if not self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So then we see Nancy clock in and Candy immediately gives her a hard time for the fact she doesn't look like she's in the saddle ranch mood or whatever Candy says. And Candy's just she is clocking everybody all night long. And so Kimbo, the celebrity hairstylist, comes in, mm-hmm. famous hairstylist and colorist, according to Saddle Ranch. And Nancy has met him before and she's so excited because she nearly died the first time and now she gets a chance to talk to him a second time. 
So I have so many thoughts on all of this. Okay. Um, number one being, did you catch that he rem he said he remembered her from Perez's party? I did. So do a we Perez Hilton? Do we want to detail their conversation real quick before we dive yes. into that? Okay. okay. Yes. So Nancy goes over to wait on Kimbo and you know, she's getting them psyched and she wants to get their drink orders. And she says, I thought it was really sweet. She's gonna send out the jalapeno mac and cheese on her because it's her favorite. <laughs> I just thought it was so cute. And he remembers her from when they met before. And he actually says, like, how's it going? And sort of asks about her professional development. And she had says that she has a hundred more hours to go to get her license in California, I assume. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she needs 1600 hours total and she has 1500. So there we go. Now, now go for it. Okay. So a, he says they met at the Perez party. I'm wondering yes. if that was Perez Hilton. It definitely um, was. Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering how she got to go to a Perez Hilton party before being on the show, unless the party was very recently. Um, I assume that it was a party because this show, I believe, originally aired on VH1, and I bet the cast of this hot new show was invited or something. Oh, I thought it was on E. So I think that's why Dave was at the VH1 party. Oh, I always thought it was on E. Mm, I don't, we should really know this by now, but I'll look it up. Because VH1 quick. doesn't usually do half an hour shows. Well, anyway, well, you're looking it up. So they say they met at this Perez party. I, I, if Perez Hilt would make sense if it had something to do with the show. Um, I'm sure that all of this was incredibly orchestrated, that Kim Bo was going to be guest starring on the show while it was airing. I, I, was it an accident that he showed up there for dinner? Um, so he, I guess, would have been invited to a party about the show before the show aired. Yeah. Um, did you find it, out what it said? It's VH1. Oh, it's VH1. Okay, I, I stand corrected. Um, so this is where I get a little confused. So Nancy says that she has 50. So California has the, well, I think Chicago, actually. Illinois has the highest number of hours for a license. But Chicago is, I mean, but California is not far behind. Um, you have to have 1,600 hours. Most places are 1,500 um, Maryland's 1500, Virginia's 1500, DC used to be 1250, I think now it's 1500. But where I get confused is that Nancy says she's been doing hair for six years. And years ago, I had looked into moving to California. And at the time, unless things have changed, every two years of insulin experience can be counted as 100 hours towards the license. Okay. instead of taking classes in school so she's been doing and i looked it up she if she is from north carolina north carolina is 1500 hours so that would make sense um so if she has been doing hair in north carolina for six years she shouldn't have to do any more hours at a school or in a salon um and what they weren't saying in the show is that i think the reason she was debating between school versus salon yeah. is that you, if you do it in the salon, she'd be apprenticing and it's double the number of hours. So she'd really have to do 200 hours. Um, okay. But the stupid thing is like, she could knock it out in two and a half weeks. Like hair school's 40 hours a week. She could literally in two and a half weeks go to Paul Mitchell. Not, I mean, she had to pay for it, but yeah. like knock it out in no time. And you don't even have to do anything. Like you literally just have to be in the building. Right. So that's the one thing that she says, and she asks him his professional opinion, which I thought was bold of her and sort of sweet that she's putting herself out there with this celebrity hairstylist. And she says, I can't decide if I should do it in a mom and pop shop or, you know, at one of the bigger schools out here. And I thought he was very nice to her. And he says, 
if you think that some salon is going to care that you knocked out your last hundred hours at a mom and pop shop, they won't, you know, get it done. So well, I also don't understand why he didn't say to her in any capacity. In, what, what my advice to her would be, go get a fucking job at the salon that you want to work at and just say, I mean, she should be apprenticing anyway. Like if she's only been doing hair for six years in North Carolina, she really needs to be working under someone for a year or two. If she wants to be this big celebrity hairdresser that she wants to be, I would, I, if I was him, I'd be like, figure out your dream salon, walk in there and say like, I need a hundred hours. I want to assist. Like I want to insist until I get my license. And then, you know, eventually I'd like to work on the floor here. Like that's what she should be doing. I don't yeah. understand. I mean, and I guess maybe by giving her his card, he was saying maybe like, you know, come work for me. You can do that with me. Um, and he, I also thought it was interesting that she was, I mean, not that interesting, but that she was cutting her friend's hair because LA is very compartmentalized. Like not many people do both. You either cut or you color. One or yeah, the other. Yeah. So she wants to be a color. Like Kimbo does not cut hair. Like he just colors hair. That's it. That's all he does. Um, so I was a little surprised they showed her cutting hair because I'm assuming that she eventually wants to stop cutting altogether and just color. Yeah. I did think, so what we didn't talk about was that Kimbo in a moment of, I'm assuming drunken hilarity is like, let's see what you can do. We're going to have a contest with the giant things of cotton candy and we're going to give them updos okay, in so one minute. So Nancy says that her favorite things to do are color and updos. And she's, she says, I'm a weirdo. I love updos. And he decides to do an updo competition with cotton candy. And my note in all caps says, where is candy now? Um, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Dave's not even allowed to put someone on the mechanical bull, but Nancy's allowed to stick her fingers in a pile of cotton candy table side. Well, and the other thing that was weird was I believe the other person doing it with her was like Alex or Rachel or someone. Yeah. I thought like one of Kim Bo's people was going to be doing, or Kimbo himself was going to be doing the other cotton candy updo. But I instead know. it was two Saddle Ranch people and it was a disaster. It looked gross. However, I just, I thought he was nice to her and I like that he said, you know, here's my card. He I was lovely thought, to her. Yeah, I thought he was very I'll lovely to her. I'll be shocked if anything comes of it, but... Yeah, I did find his advice. He had another quote that I wrote down in advice to her. And he says, you've got to sleep your way to the middle and claw your way to the top. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Okay. Words he, to did not, he did not come up with that. It's a common saying, but. Oh, I actually haven't heard it before. With all the reality TV I've watched, you think I would have by now. Oh, no. I mean, I think it's like, a. Um, oh, my God. I'm so, my brain's not working. It's like a, um, like a Dorothy Parker. It's like one of those. Like, it's a famous, oh. like. Like a big shoulder broad type or Betty Davis. It was somebody like that. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense then. I like it better from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So then in what is the beginning of the ultimate scene of the episode, the gang goes out after work and also the universal and sunset feud has completely dissipated. We're all besties now. Yep. Everyone's great. And they go down the street to Cabo Cantina. I have not so many issues with this, but one major issue. So, yes, they go to Cabo Cantina, which I looked up, still in existence. It's Great. on um, Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. I also looked up its hours. It is open until 2 a.m. You know what else is open until 2 a.m.? Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch. <laughs> so how did every single fucking employee in the place get off work at their jobs that's open until 2 a.m. in time to go to a bar down the street well before closing time. Oh. 
Like because the whole v- fucking stuff. <laughs> because VH1 arranged it. I mean, I could understand if the servers were off early enough, but the fucking bartenders, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I mean, the servers might have been out of there by 1230, I would say. Yeah. But I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Ex- excuse me if you expect me to believe this is the same night that we just saw earlier. This is a totally different evening when none of them are fucking working. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was mostly baffled by the fact that Rob didn't have a hat on for once. And he has a little lightning bolt tattooed behind his ear. I didn't even notice. How Sandoval and Rick all of him. He didn't have the hat on um, before the fight? I think he may have had a hoodie on, but no hat. But I think he had the hood up. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But he didn't have a hat underneath it for once. Oh, okay. I think he really regretted the head shave. Like, really regretted it. He must have. Or he got very self-conscious of his receding hairline or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the, everybody's sitting at this big table and a couple people are drinking, you know, giant margaritas for two people and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly Rachel storms out and she's in the parking for lot. No reason whatsoever goes completely. Cocoa she goes, Cuckoo Puffs. Yeah. She goes berserk. And so Rob makes, I, I think he's trying to be chivalrous, but it's a mistake from the jump. And he, he follows her and what I don't like is that she keeps saying, don't touch me. So that's exactly what he keeps trying to do. He keeps trying to like grab her by the arm and give her a hug and whatever. And when a, when a woman says, don't touch me, don't. When anyone says, don't touch me, don't. When someone is drunk and angry and they say, don't touch me, definitely don't. Just, just leave it. She's a big girl. She's not a child. And she took off her mic pack. Yeah. She, she's, she's angry. Leave it. So then Noah follows Rob and says, leave it alone, dude. And says to him verbatim, she's drunk and doesn't understand. Correct. Yeah. She doesn't. She's not in touch with reality right now. Leave her alone. Let her storm away. Let her get in a cab. She's about to ruin everyone's night anyway. (laughs) So then Noah says to Rob, you also have to remember this isn't your fault. Like, this is no one's fault. This is... She's drunk. But then all of a sudden, Rachel's back inside the bar. And Which she... is interesting because they never really say how it was resolved. Like, no. how they got her back inside the bar. No. How they got her calmed down enough to get back inside the bar. Like, Yeah. She's so, just suddenly back and n- not fine, but she's no longer mad at Rob. Yeah. And she's trying to pay her tab, but... I don't think she's understanding how to do that or she can't fill out the receipt or I I don't know. She's not trying to pay at all. She says to Rob, I just want you to pay my tab. Yeah. Well, she was standing at the bar like she was going to handle it. And then she decided she didn't want to take it on. Because he's no, he's like, what do you want? And she's like, I just want you to pay my tab. It's what she says to him. Right. So they blurred a lot of faces in this scene. And so it gets a little hard to follow. But Rachel is sort of leaning on this guy who's sitting at the bar as this tab nonsense is being settled. And I will say in life, that is one of my pet peeves about sitting at the bar. You just get bumped into there. I, it is expected. People will reach over you, you know, all that kind of stuff. It does get annoying sometimes. I will say that. Oh, I am 10,000% team bar guy. 
I literally had this exact same, not exact same, but a very similar instance happened to me this weekend on Friday night at the Anthem. Yeah. I was at a concert. I was seeing uh, Shea Coulee and Betty Who, which was, they were both amazing. And towards the end of the show, um, and I had not moved. My Myself and the people I was with were standing in the exact same place the entire evening. I had not moved. It's not like I was bumping into any fucking buddy. And this wasted woman comes over and she's jumping up and down and dancing and repeatedly, repeatedly banging into me. Yeah. And yeah. so I finally leaned down and said, you need to fucking calm down. If you bump into me one more time, I'm going to elbow you in the face and break your fucking nose. <laughs> and she looked at me with terror and then like said something to her boyfriend who then he switched places with her and he was also dancing wildly, but made sure not to come within six inches of me. Okay. Harsh response, but good result. <laughs> well, because I'm going, like, I mean, if you want me to dance wildly, like, I will accidentally elbow you in the face. Not a problem. Like, not a fucking problem. Like, stop yeah. it. Like, it was uncalled for. She was being absolutely insane. I put up with it for, like, five minutes before I said something to her. And that's why I, like, I was triggered by this man at the bar. I felt for him. I'm like, I'm yeah. sure she's banged in him 50 times. She's leaning on him. She keeps repeatedly. And, and he very politely was like, hey, man, like, stop banging into me. Yes. So I, I will also say, like, I appreciate where as someone who likes to sit at the bar, you have to expect that a little bit. But some of us also have issues with personal space. You know, don't, don't be reaching over me. I don't like it. It creeps me out. We should anyway. also say this bar was not crowded. No. Like, there was ample room for her to be no. other places. She did not have to be up in this guy's shit. Well, let's be honest. Rachel is sloppy, and she doesn't know where she is. Yeah, 100%. And, and she's not bumping into him on purpose until he says, hey, could you stop bumping into me? And he that's basically how he says it. He's very calm about it. Yeah, no, he was very calm about it. It wasn't yeah. even, like, hostile. It was just like, hey, can you stop bumping into me, please? I mean, right. it was literally just like that. There I don't was think he no, said like... please. I don't think he said please, but he said, "Hey, can you stop bumping into me?" Rachel didn't even register the guy was there until he said something, and she mouths off to him immediately. Like she doesn't even say like, "Oh, sorry," or ignore it, or take a step to the side. She immediately fires back at him, even though and he then was... she pushes it. Yeah. So then Rob immediately chimes in and says, "Don't talk shit to my girl." And the guy said, I didn't. I asked her to stop bumping into me. And Rob says, be respectful. And the guy said, I was. I asked her to stop bumping into me. And Rachel says, how about you drop your balls and we'll talk about it? Okay. And then the guy says, you drop your balls. <laughs> this is our podcast. I love that I have to like read this dialogue. <laughs> What's happening? Um, so then... Rachel actually sort of puts her hand on the guy's face and shoves his head. Shoves him. Yes. Yeah. And the guy shoves her back. Yep. And Rob says, don't hit a girl. First of all, I have to take such umbrage with this. He did not hit her. She shoved him first and he shoved her back. And I'm sorry, you don't get a pass just because you're a woman that you're allowed to go around fucking shoving people left and right and they just have to sit there and take it. He didn't do anything. He didn't hit her. He didn't hurt her. He literally just pushed her away the same way she pushed him. And I didn't like the whole, like, don't hit a woman bullshit because the man did not hit her. So 
he i don't even think like i don't even think he made contact with her because rob put his arm out that's what i was gonna say is i actually think he more like put his arm out i don't even know that he made contact with her yeah so then of course a fight ensues very quickly and i will say this guy sitting at the bar what we didn't see because they're too close to the camera angle that we saw he's got a lot of friends with him yeah um and they come out of nowhere and they are on rob like white on rice yep so chaos ensues immediately and i think it's at least four guys on rob um, well, I thought it was two guys on Rob and then the other two guys and Noah were kind of trying to like break it up a little bit. Okay. There were just a lot of people. There were a lot of people, but I felt like it was just the two plaid shirt guys, the blue shirt guy who started it and his friend in like the orange plaid shirt. They okay. were the ones who went after Rob. I think the other two guys were more trying to like break it up a little bit as was Noah. Noah was trying to help and they're all like chatting as they break it up and somebody said, Rob gets a bloody nose. He yes. gets he gets punched right in the face, and the giant space heater, the propane space heater, tipped over on Rob. And to protect his face, he put his hands up, and so his hands look heinous. Actually, they don't. They don't in the second scene. In the very first scene, they did because it was blood from his face, and so that's why it made it look yeah. worse. I rewound it. He had blood from yeah. his face, lover's hand, and it looked like he had big red burns everywhere. Yeah, and then we actually see later just the tips of three of his fingers were burned. <laughs> And I like Noah's description of them that we'll get to later. Yeah. <laughs> but at first, because of the blood from his face. It looked horrible. It looked, I was like, oh my God, he's going to lose a hand. So then there's like this, you know, mano a mano crap talk. And they say you didn't hit like a man. You're bleeding like a pussy, but you know, like uh, whatever. Um, no, yeah. Rob said you didn't hit like a man. I mean, that guy goes, well, that's why you're bleeding, pussy. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm 100% team the other guys. <laughs> so I wanted them to wipe the floor with all of them. So this is where we learn that Rachel got hit too, according to her. According and to her, and I watched the playback and I didn't see it. I think I think she caught an elbow in the fray. I don't know that a guy hit her. Well, but... even Rob said that. He was like, no, 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 no. Like he was trying to hit me and you like got in the way. Like no one was trying to hit her. She inserted yeah. herself and got in the way. Right. So then a cop car eventually shows up and it looks like Rachel is trying to spin this as though she got hit in the face by the other guys. 100%. But Rob is rightfully pissed at Rachel. He was quick to defend her in this, but at the same time, he's really mad she started this and caused chaos. And he, where I am team Rob is that he's not here for drama. He doesn't like it. And I appreciate that. Um, I also like that it was definitely 100% their fault because they're the ones that got kicked out, not the other guys. And even when the cops show up and the ambulance and everything else, I didn't see the other guys being let out of the bar. I didn't see the cops talking to the other guys. Nope. And Alex is the other bartender's name with dark hair, right? Yes. She says that she feels bad for Rob for having to deal with this. Yeah. Meaning, meaning Rachel. Yeah. So then it is the next day as we sort of wrap up this fight. Um, and somehow I have a lot of notes left. Um, so we go to Rob's house and Rob and Noah are decompressing from the fight. And they both admit that Rachel has reached out to them 
And Noah said he would talk to her later. Rob is not in the mood to talk to her. And this is where we see the damage to his hand for real. And it's actually just the pads of his fingers. And just three. His three, the three middle fingers. Yep. No pinky the thumb. And Noah calls them E.T. fingers and makes him hold it up. <laughs> like E.T. And that is exactly what they look like. Um, did you hear the other thing that got um, burned by the heater? I figured this would be your favorite part. Wait, I did, but I forget. Um, that Rob said that his beanie got burned yeah. by the beater, by the heater. <laughs> Good. Although he probably has 50 more. Who are we kidding? <laughs> um, so I guess we get a little intel about why Rachel stormed out in the first place, I think, in this scene. So Rob says, I told Rachel, um, he says, let's see. I said to Rachel, I'm not exactly thrilled with you. So I think what happened before she stormed out into the parking lot is she was drunk and talking to Rob about something. And he, she asked him a question. He said, well, I'm not exactly thrilled with you. I think she was oh, being a drunk I misinterpreted mess. that. Like, I thought he said that to her at the end of the night after the fight. It could have been either one. I don't know if my, that's My impression was that he said it at the end of the night after the fight. That's how they ended things when they each went to their respective homes. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair take no matter when it occurred. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. she also seemed to sober up pretty quickly. It, when like she was in that cop car. Yeah, she seemed fine. Couldn't pay that tab, but 10 minutes later, we can tell the cops we got hit in the face. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, so we see Dave, Cassie, and Cameron having... Okay, before this, yeah. and um, you probably did not notice this, but it stuck out to me because I couldn't stop laughing. So the little, like, interstitial thing they had between the two scenes was just, like, a random shot of L.A., but it had yeah. a sign for hot star maps. Now, is that star, like, maps of hot stars' homes? Are these stolen star maps? Like, what makes them hot? <laughs> like, I I need to know. I don't know. I'm very curious as to what a hot star map is. Hopefully it's only hot people. That's how I'm taking it. I'm, I'm guessing, but it, yeah. but it was just one of those like season star maps of the stars home, but it just said hot stars maps. Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Well, when you go to LA, you'll have to pull over and get one. I'm going to have to. So Dave, Cassie and Cameron are at Carter's restaurant on Fairfax, which I meant to look up. And they're decompressing just like Noah and Rob were. And Cassie says, I mean, has Rob ever seen that side of Rachel before? And they all don't know. Cameron admits that she caught up with Rob and that he's grumpy today. No kidding. And I guess Rachel has reported to the group that Rob isn't really talking to her today. And then they all agree that they'll be fine. Everybody's fine when you're sober. That's what Cameron says. And um, Truth. Yes. And she also says Rob can be quick to pop off. And Dave says something to the effect of like, yeah, when you smeared cake on the couch. I wouldn't call that a smear. No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. So then in our final too long scene, we go to Rob's house and he's um, doing. Carter's on Fairfax is still open and it's open 24 hours. It kind of, yeah, it looked like the, like, Pulp Fiction Diner or, like, a little... Yeah. Um, it's a deli. Yeah, Boogie Nights vibe. I was kind of into it. So we go to Rob's house, and he's using one of those, um, kind of, like, outdoor 
surfboard things. It's like one of the planks on the wooden board. My friends had one in their dorm room. It was really dangerous to use when we were drunk. Um, I may or may not have cracked a rib once. Um, we used to call it the voodoo board. I don't know what other people call them, but that's what Rob's doing on his deck when Rachel arrives. And I got excited because I noticed there's yet another TV. There's one outside. Oh, my God. Attached to the wall. I need to know a full like TV count of how many TVs. Like, I appreciate it. But I bet you there are at least 15 TVs in that house. Wow. Yeah, I, I do want to learn more about this house. Yeah, I'm intrigued we've, by it. We've seen it way too many times. I need to know where it is, who owns it. You know, just I want more. So... He says in his confessional that he doesn't want to hang out with Rachel in a social environment when drinking is involved anymore. And he uses the phrase burn to a crisp. And now that we've seen, you know, his hand up close the next day, that's not quite what I would say. Not saying it. No. It didn't look comfortable, but burn to a crisp is not how I would say it. So he tells Rachel the whole night was very upsetting and pissed him off really bad. And he got punched because he was holding on to her. So I guess he was trying to shield her and then he caught a punch in the face. Um, mm. Yeah, it was the, honestly, it was so hard to watch because of all the blurred faces on the other guys. And there were more of the other guys. So it was like literally a blur. So she says she's sorry. And he quickly goes from being mad and standoffish to sort of, well, you can't undo it, you know, and he says, you know, you have to, you got to relax, babe. You just need to chill. You have the opportunity to be fun and nice. And so he does that weird smothery thing again a little bit. I appreciate that he doesn't want to dwell, but it's also okay to still be mad at her. You don't have to forgive her this fast. It was a hot mess. Um, and he says that he's too old for this shit. And he says, all girls do is talk shit. So he's a little all over the place. Well, I... I was a little annoyed by that comment because I feel like, and he was saying this with Noah too earlier, that his narrative about all of this is that it's girls. Like girls are the problem. Girls were the problem with the stripper party and girls are the problem. And yeah. girls cause drama and whatever. Like since the history of man, men have been trying to kill each other. So fuck you that you think that girls are the problem. Like, I, I mean. Yeah. And did was rachel the main cause of this of course but also rob is apparently so good at calming rachel down as we've seen him you know trying to hug her and telling her to relax and instead of ushering her away from that guy he he joined in a little bit and said don't yeah. talk shit to my girl so you know i i just he's struggling to pick a lane and i was struggling to keep up with it <laughs> and he says to her, and I, it's kind of nice, I guess, as a way to end the scene. He says, it's not the first time I've been punched in the face and it won't be the last. <laughs> I, um, I also think that the, uh, well, and the one thing we're forgetting, and I don't think this will stick for more than till next week. Um, the girls aren't the problem. Alcohol is the problem. Yeah. And Rachel says, <laughs> she's like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Like, I'm not going to be drinking for a very long time, if ever again. And I'm like, I give it a week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how she decides things. And she, she is sorry. We should also explain that. Like, she is crying and she feels bad and she didn't, she didn't want to cause this. And she does seem embarrassed. Well, not for nothing, but like rage case alcoholics, all like, yeah, they always feel sorry once they sober up. 
Yeah, right. I mean, not surprising. <laughs> I will be shocked if to hear that, like, I feel like today she either has to be sober or like in jail. Um, I can like, see. I mean, as of 2023. 20, she is next on the saddle tattle. Okay. Because I mean, there's no way you can't keep that up. And it's not, you know, I feel like if she's continuing the way she's been continuing just some what we've seen on the show, like she's headed for big trouble. Yes, I don't disagree. So then we get scenes from the next and there is a bull riding contest at Saddle Ranch for staff, apparently, and they yeah. can win a trip to Cabo. Yes. And in the, the scenes from the next are quite detailed and everybody's all in a huff and they say Nancy should have been disqualified from the beginning and this is bullshit. And Rachel body shames her. Yes. But we don't know what Nancy does. But then we see Nancy crying. Um, and But I'm excited because we get to see Noah and I think Dave in their underwear when they ride the bull. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. Yeah. Um, I, if I had now, again, I have not watched this in 13 or 12 years. But if I had to make an educated guess, I'm guessing that the winner is chosen by applause. And Nancy either had a million friends show up and applaud for her or did so terrible that everyone applauded more for her as like a funny joke. And she won like something like along those lines, like That's she couldn't even get on the bowl or, you know, something like that, but people still clap for her anyway. And she won. And that's, I'm sure that's what the, the issue is. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. Well, I'm into it. We'll see who Me fights. Too. We'll see who else fights next week. We surely will. <laughs> Um, all right, everybody, well, hang in there. Have a wonderful week or two, and we will talk to you soon. And fingers crossed, we'll have some like, more exciting Scandaval information for you next time as well. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>